today I'm talking with Jane Moyer, who for years has been the coordinator of the Jackson County Master Garden Gardener Practicum. Now, when I took the program in 2011, one of my favorite aspects of the Master Gardener program was the greenhouse practicum because it was really hands-on work. So, Jane, I want to thank you for that wonderful experience and thank you for really growing thousands of gardeners in the Rogue Valley through the Master Gardener Practicum. So welcome to the program. Well, thank you. And Rhonda, if you took the program in 2011, that was our first year uh, to have the, the practicum. And I think that may have been our, our, our uh, trial run year that we only did it. Did you, did you do it on Thursdays? Gosh, I don't remember what day of the week I did it, but it was it during the week. Yeah, the the first year that we did it, we just did it one day a week to kind of see if it was going to work. Uh, and then the, all the other days um, had to choose either one of two other programs that we ended up combining to make the practicum. I see. So, I did not know that that was the first year. Well, it sure was an important part of the program because the, the classwork was really important because that was the part where you got the theory and the information. The practicum was yes. so important because I was able to apply what I had been learning in the class through the work that we did in the greenhouse. And of course, it was just so wonderful yeah to grow the tomatoes and all the other plants that we then were able to sell during the spring garden fair. So it was just absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I've, I've loved it. <laughs> well, tell me, I, I want to hear all about it because um, I understand that you're now the outgoing coordinator. So there's going to be some new people involved in the practicum. And I want to know how you got involved in the practicum and how it did evolve to become such an important part of the Master Gardener uh, program. Well, I took the class in 2005. And at that time, um, the students were able to choose from one of three things uh, to, to earn their volunteer hours. One was working in the greenhouse. Uh, one was working in uh, what was called grandma's garden. And one was called the education committee. Um, and um, the, the um, greenhouse was where we started everything from seeds. Grandma's garden, they started everything from other forms of propagation like dividing and um, you know, things like that. And then the education committee put together a booth for the spring garden fair and education booth. Um, the, uh, and it went, all, it went along that, that was the last year they did the education booth um, because students wanted to get their hands in the dirt. Right. Um, but for years, we went all along having grandma's garden and, um, and the greenhouse. And students always said, um, why can't we take both? And so 
eventually we got to the point where we decided to combine the two and teach all the forms of propagation um, and just have one program that we called the practicum. And that was, I think, 2011 when we started that. Um, so um, I forget the, what the question was now. <laughs> well, so you took the program in 2005 and it sounds like it was pretty different at that point. And so when did you decide to get involved in, um, the, in creating the practicum program? Oh, that was, it was kind of an evolution slowly. Um, I, 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 after I took the, the uh, class, I knew I wanted to work in the greenhouse because I just, one of the reasons I took the Master Gardener program was because I was never successful at starting uh, plants from seeds. And so I loved working in the greenhouse because I was finally successful. <laughs> so I volunteered to be uh, a mentor in the greenhouse but then between 2006, which was when I first mentored, and 2011, it was, um, you know, hearing students all say, we want to take both. And so we gradually um, made adaptations to them until we finally just combined the two uh, and made it one program. I see. So, um... That seems like it would be a huge undertaking to, because I mean, there was a lot of scheduling involved. There was a lot of curriculum planning involved in that practicum program. So did you head up a committee that created that? Or did you just pretty much do well, it yourself? We, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we took the mentors from both programs and put them together and said, here's what we'd like to do. Uh, we had a couple of mentors who said, I'm not going there and they, they resigned. Uh, and we had a couple of new people who wanted to come on, but, but basically all of the mentors uh, split up the lessons, wrote lesson plans. We had a template that we used for the lesson plans. Uh, and um, so the lesson plans came from all of the mentors According to, I mean, they, they were able to choose the ones that they felt most comfortable um, doing. So, Jane, over the 10 years or 12 years of, that you were uh, leading the uh, greenhouse practicum, how many master gardeners do you think went through that? I mean, how many master gardeners do you think, you know, do you estimate that you worked with over the years? Through, through that practical oh, program. My. Uh, you know, in, in 2011, we were 70 to 75 students. Um, and that continued until probably, oh gee, <laughs> probably 2015, 2016, uh, we, we started getting fewer um, students signing up. And now the, the state is going to having classes of 25 rather than such big classes. We were the only, we were the only um, association that had such big classes. Oh, was that um, right? I did not know that. Because, 
Yeah, yeah. Our, our uh, for years, our uh, association has been the largest single county uh, association in the state. There are a couple up north that have combined two or three counties that are larger than ours, but um, but we we have been the largest, and so we and we've had the largest number of students. It's been very popular. Um, right after the recession, we had huge interest in in gardening, so we had a lot of students, um, but. During the recession, fewer new people were buying houses and moving into the valley, so that cut down on the number of students too. Until now, um, if we have a class this next year, it'll be about 25 students. I see. Well, it, it, it's certainly understandable that there has been a reduction in um, participation with the, you know, everything that's been going on with the pandemic and like you said, the um, you know, different uh, economic downturns and all of that. I mean, it certainly has uh, played a part, but certainly you have grown hundreds uh, and hundreds of gardeners in this valley. So tell me what you, what you believe um, has been the, you know, is the biggest uh, benefit of, uh, of being a part of that uh, program. Oh, you know, I always say uh, there are four things that I that keep me going back to Master Gardeners, and and one is just I, I always learn something new. Um, you know, I think there's no end to the gardening knowledge you can acquire. That's for um, sure. The second thing is the second thing is I love the people. Um, I, I you know I've really convinced myself that gardeners are just nice people, <laughs> generally speaking. And um, the third thing is, um, I'm probably going to forget that one, but um, the, just just the pleasure of getting in and actually doing doing it over and over again, and seeing, especially seeing the miracle to me uh, of taking a little teeny tiny seed, and in just a few short weeks, you have a giant tomato plant and you're producing enough tomatoes for a family. Yeah, Which that is, is just amazing. amazing to me. It is amazing. And, and you know, it's like, like that with every plant. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and giving back to the community is my fourth reason I keep going back. Well, you certainly have been giving so, back to the community. I'm sure that, uh, you know, everybody that I, I talked to would, would, would agree. Um, so now, did you, you said you took the program in 2005. At that time, were you new to the area or had you been living here for a while before you took the program? Oh, I had been living here for a long time. Uh, we we moved here, I think in 75, okay. uh, but I was working full time. And, and, and it doesn't have a master gardener program. I thought that's something I really want to do, but I waited 15 years till I retired uh, to be able to do it. So, and I and, think and that I, a lot of people know, we find that's true with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that so, a lot of people want to take it, but since the classes are during the week, it's difficult. I think that, you know, the um, one benefit of having, um, uh, you know, online programs like this year's um, Winter Dreams Summer Gardens program is that 
it does get other people who would not be able to participate in person being able to learn about gardening online. So I think that um, yes. you know that's that's certainly been helpful. But the um, since the pandemic, the the Master Gardener program has not been taking place. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, we we stopped it. Um, I can tell you the exact date, March 13th um, in, in 2019, 1920, anyway, when the pandemic started. March 20. Yeah. 2020. Uh, and so that class, the class of 21 stopped right then. And those people, some of those people have hung in there and, and done things online and, and they just graduated. Oh, is that right? Last month. Wow. And yeah. you said and they, we, we did not go ahead. We did not do a class. That was the class of 2020. We did not do a class of 21. We're hoping to do a class of 22. We're getting prepped for it, but it's, it's definitely not certain yet. It's going to depend on the pandemic. Is that what, what, what they're waiting for is to find out if, um, uh, what the uh, what the restrictions, the COVID restrictions are? Because typically the yes. program would start yes. in January, correct? Yes, yes, okay. yeah. And you know, even if um, if we can't do things in person, they will probably have the online classes, but we won't be able to have the practicum if if the um, you know, like the campus has been closed right. frequently, right? So it all depends on that. Yeah, I know that it's been a um, it's been a, a crazy couple of years because you know the whole valley's missing the spring garden fairs. <laughs> I know I certainly am. You know everybody kind of counts on the spring garden fair to jumpstart their gardening to buy all the you know their starts yes. and and, and uh, you know it's kind of a, an iconic uh, event. So of course that can't happen unless yes. the uh, um, you know, unless the COVID restrictions are reduced and there are more people are able to uh, go to the spring garden fair, but also the, uh, there, there needs to be some plants that are grown in the greenhouse, right? <laughs> you know, it was ironic that yeah. at the very time, I remember last in, in 2020, the pandemic was going on and yet it was an absolutely beautiful spring. And I think that motivated yes. a lot of people to get out into their yards while they were at home gardening, you know, and yet it was difficult to find plants and seeds to garden with. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. Well, for, for, for two reasons. Um, one reason was because so many people were buying plants. Mm -hmm. And the second reason was because um, a lot of the growers had had to go out of out of business just because of the conditions for for work. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't you couldn't have people too close together and blah blah blah. And the high schools that you know the high schools always had plant sales and you know they weren't doing it and so it's it's been very you know there's a lot of different factors but um, so um, Jane. Did you always know you were going to be a, a, a garden um, a garden leader? Was that the, I mean, what did you do um, for work? You didn't have anything to do with plants before you got involved in the Master Gardeners? Well, I, 
I've always gardened, um, but when I took the, the class, I thought that was just it. That was just a class. Just you go, you learn about how to garden, then you go home and you garden. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> little how much did you more know. Master garden encompasses. And um, and when I took the class, I just I was amazed at all the things that they did. And 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 I was re newly retired, so I thought, well, I could help out a little bit. <laughs> and one thing just leads to another. And well, you so. Um, Am I correct that you were that you um, taught before? What 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 was your work before you retired? I was a teacher. Okay, I was an it, elementary teacher. That's what I thought that you were an elementary teacher, and I am sure that that background was very helpful in um, the work that you did for the master gardeners with all of the curriculum um, planning and everything. And, you know, yeah. it, it, yeah. am I right with yeah. that? Oh, yes, yes. Um, when we started putting lesson plans together, not all of our mentors, a lot of our mentors were teachers already. I mean, had been, had been retired as teachers, that but not sense. all of them were. Right. And so, so uh, having to put together a la lesson plan was, a little uh, intimidating for some of them. And so we made up the template uh, for them to use. And it was just like going back to um, my student teaching days where you had your lesson plans had to include every single detail. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's how we did it. And so they could just, you know, they, we always said, you don't follow it. Um, you don't follow it word for word, but but here's everything you need to include. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm sure that educational background was extremely helpful. Now, how much of a gardener had you been prior to your um, master gardener experience? You said that you had you you've been gardening for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, when I was growing up, um, my dad was in the Air Force, and so we moved around a lot. Um, but we were, we were frequently stationed at McCord Air Force Base, which is just south of Tacoma. And my grandparents, my, mother, my mother's parents, my grandparents lived in Edmonds, Washington, which is just north of Seattle. And they owned probably two acres. I'm not sure exactly how much, but, but we, we went there every single weekend. And part of it was to help them with with their gardens and their orchards and but also part of it was um it was just so fun my they they had a a u-shaped driveway and they lived at the bottom of the u and we had an aunt a great aunt and uncle that lived on one side and another great aunt that lived at the top of the u and and uh, you know we all had meals together and um on saturday nights the grown-ups would get together and and <laughs> play poker and and, uh, and and we were the only grandchildren and we were doted on oh. and it was just so fun we you know we just we helped but I'm not sure we'd have helped all that much because <laughs> we um, you know we, we climbed the trees and and we and, and I especially remember they had the middle of the U was all strawberry patches it was a big strawberry patch and they would send us out to pick strawberries and I would eat so many that I would break out in hives. And the same with the raspberries. 
Well, it sounds like so that whole experience we, yeah. not only built a love for nature and for plants and gardening, but also kind of built the foundation for gardening as community building too. And I, as I yes. heard, heard yes. you say that, you know, um, building community through gardening has been a big part of why you've uh, been in that program for so long. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, um, we moved every two or three years. So we would go someplace and then we come back to McCord and then we go someplace and we come back to McCord. Every place we went, my parents, if, the, if we, they could, they would put in a vegetable garden. But my mother always had tons of house plants, um, even though we knew that we were gonna move and she'd have to give them away. Um, and so we always had plants. Um, and so, and, and if you can see my house, I, I, I've inherited the house plants gene from her. Oh, that's so funny because, you know, I, I, I do have quite a few, I have a few, um, uh, well, probably more than a few, but house plants are, <laughs> for me, are difficult. I have less success growing house plants than I do outdoor plants. I'm not sure why that is, oh. but at this, like you mentioned yeah. in your responses right now, when, you know, things are starting to fall off and um, outside and, you know, not as colorful um, and vibrant, the indoor plants are important. So um, yeah. I want to know what kind of indoor plants you have and, and, and how you're so successful with them. <laughs> well. A benign neglect <laughs> helps. Um, you know, I, I like to I like to have a lot of plants that are colorful uh, and especially ones that bloom. So I have a lot of uh, African violets. Um, I have uh, right now my Thanksgiving and Christmas cactuses are starting to bloom. Oh, that's exciting! Um, yeah, and right after Thanksgiving, I will get a couple of amaryllis bulbs and and grow those because those, those are, are big and bright and beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of orchids that are, are blooming right now. Uh, and one of my favorites is a, a big plant called a clivia, a clivia. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I think it's clivia um, that um, will bloom in March, probably uh, just as the, as the all the other ones that bloom are, are dropping their, their buds. This clivia comes into bloom and it is just, it's gorgeous. It's uh, got and yellows and uh, all mixed together and, and it's just really pretty. Oh, it sounds lovely. Oh, and and when you say, when you say benign neglect, are you, are you, are you, I mean, because it, 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 I have heard that more people kill houseplants by overwatering than underwatering. So maybe there is some yeah. truth to the benign neglect, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I um I water when my peace lily starts to droop <laughs> because that's it's kind of the canary in the coal mine. Um and I fertilize when I remember it. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm not um much for schedules on my plants. Well, speaking of that, I want to move to some of the um, 
uh, people and the literature that have inspired you. And one of them that I saw on your list was Ruth Stout. And I remember yes. now when I took the Master Gardener program, um, Bob was still the, um, the, uh, the coordinator. And he showed us uh -huh. a film of Ruth Stout, her strategies for growing in just like a bale of hay, you know, and I just found that so fascinating yeah. that, you know, you don't yes. have to work really, really hard to be a successful gardener. So I was tickled when oh. I saw Ruth Stout on your list of inspiring literature. So, so tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she uh, discovered that um, uh, if if you just if you, you take your garden bed and cover it, she covered it with with um, some kind of hay that they grow or straw. I'm not sure which. Um, probably straw. I think it was straw. It. Yeah, the, but she just covers all of her ground with a good layer of of sea, of uh, hay straw, and then. Um, when she wants to plant something, she just pulls back a little bit of the straw. And because it's been covered, the ground is nice and loose and it gets looser every year as the, as the straw is decomposing. Um, but she just pulls back a little bit, sticks in whatever she wants and, and then covers it up again <laughs> and off she goes. And, and the straw keeps down the weeds. Um, it makes it really easy to harvest. Um, and and she, say, she used to say that by, by noon, she's indoors having a toddy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like something that she would say. And I mean, she must have been in yeah. her 80s um, in that film that I watched. She, so just she was. And yeah. she was still, and she was still gardening. So, um, you know, I'm getting close to 80. So I'm, I'm doing more and more of that kind of, um, of gardening. <laughs> I just love it. I love and, it. And now, Go ahead. My favorite Ruth Stout story is that she said that um, her husband could always tell when she was done gardening for the day, cars going by her house would speed up. She liked to garden in the nude. Ah! <laughs> <So> <laughs> Feeling whatsoever to garden in the nude, but hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, I just thought that is a crack up. That is so funny. Tell us about some other um, inspirations um, for you, not only um, literature, but also uh, local uh, people. Um, well, especially are, are so inspirational. There are so many people there that I have learned so much from and, and will never know as much as they know. Uh, uh, Lynn Kunzman is our current president um, and she has started a section in the practicum uh, for growing native plants. And I, I was never, I mean, you know, I knew there were native plants, but I never thought about putting them in my yard. Um, but she is working hard to convince us all that it's so beneficial. It's beneficial for the pollinators. Um, you get the, the local pollinators need local plants, native plants to, to survive. And the, the local insects 
feed the local birds. And it just goes on out from there. Um, so she, so we're really doing a lot of work now on, on selling native plants. Um, another one who's been really inspiring for me is uh, Sherry Morgan, who is um, a local landscaper, but she took the Master Gardener class and that has continued with it. But um, she, I mean, she just knows so much. I, she's amazing. Um, you know, and there's just, I mean, sometimes I feel really stupid <laughs> because some of these people know so much more than I know, but I, I sure do appreciate them. I'm learning a lot from them. Yes. And I felt like that when I was taking the class up until I took the class in 2011, I had gardened for many years, but I had never studied gardening. And so really that yeah. experience made me realize just how much I did not know and how much there was yes. to learn. And even today, I mean, I have studied gardening a lot since then, and I still feel like there's so many things that I need to learn. It keeps me very excited about um, gardening, you know, all of the yes. different things. Yeah. And yeah. the importance of native plantings is one of the things that I have learned most recently that's kind of rejuvenated my interest in gardening, you know, learning how I can be uh, a part of the local ecosystem just by choosing wisely the plants that I grow in my landscape. Yes. Yeah. So I, I hope Lynn is on your list of women to, to contact and, and interview. I do want to uh, talk to Lynn um, because she's also um, really providing a lot of service through her, isn't it a weekly radio program? Um, she offers yeah. um, uh, tips yeah. for garters. Yes, on JPR, and it's, and it's a call-in program, so people can call in with their questions. See, I just think that's a, a terrific service as well. So yes. now that you are yeah. the outgoing coordinator, what in the world are you going to do with your time? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still going to be involved in Master Gardeners. Um, if things go as planned and we are able to have practicum this year, this is going to be kind of a transition year uh, where I'm going to um, be kind of advisory um, as they get as the transition happens. And instead of having one leader, um, we have divided up the mentors into teams uh, for different projects. So like we have a seed team that chooses all of our seeds and oversees arranging them in the greenhouse and everything. Uh, we have a curriculum team. We have um, a greenhouse maintenance team that kind of makes sure the, the greenhouses are running well. And so each of those teams has chosen um, a team leader and it's gonna be kind of a council leadership instead of just one person or two people um, being, being the, the leaders. Wow, I think that's a great idea. And so you will be instrumental in making sure that those um, that, that those team leaders, that team leadership gets going. Yes, yeah. Wow. Um, so, and then I'm also um, the recording secretary for our, our board. Um, 
and there's going to be some other things that I'm going to be involved in. Um, but um, I'm finding that as I get older, um, much as I deny it, <laughs> I'm I'm not able to do as much as in as of the heavy lifting work in in the practicum as I as I used to be able to do, and so. Um, I'm, I'm saving my strength for home. <laughs> well, I'm and, and just doing the less taxing things. Yeah, I, I feel I feel the same way. You know, I am definitely um, <laughs> not as uh, strong as I used to be. So I just have to, you know, um, accommodate that for that. Happen? Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, are you going to still maintain veg a vegetable garden at your house? Uh, yes. Um, right, right now we're in a transition here too. I, I have recently um, moved in with my daughter and son-in-law. Um, they have a, they bought a fixer-upper outside of Gold Hill and there was this big open basement, daylight basement that we converted into an apartment for me, which I am just loving. Oh, how um, wonderful. But like I said, it's a fixer-upper. And so this this next year, they're going to be doing a major um, uh, They need a new roof. They need new, the decks need to be replaced. You know, this, this house needs work. Right. And they're going to be um, stuccoing the outside and things like that. The garden spot is right where they're going to be throwing <laughs> stuff like old things like that. I see. So we're not going to have a garden this next year. Um, but then after that, they have given me um, um, an area that's going to be my area. And so we'll be um, part of that's going to be native plants. And probably part of it will be a, a garden bed. Oh, Jane, you are such an inspiration. You know, you're just going <laughs> to do your thing in your plot. I just absolutely love that. I'm not surprised to hear that you're going to continue to be busy with the Master Gardener program as well as gardening yourself. I just can't imagine Jane Moyer without a garden in the background somewhere. <laughs> Well, and, and right now, um, uh, outside of my my uh, little apartment, I have all the pots that I had on my decks at my old house, which take up practically the whole length of the, of the apartment, double space. You know, I've got a walkway in between and on both sides. And my, my poor son-in-law, he just shakes his head. <laughs> but oh, that's I... my garden right now is all pots, big, great big pots. There you go. <laughs> I just love it. It's amazing what you can grow in pots, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can grow, get a big enough pot, you can grow anything. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Well, thank you, Jane, so much for being not only being on the program, but for all of the work that you have done, because I truly believe that you've been instrumental in growing hundreds of gardeners in the Rogue Valley. So thank you so much for your service. Well, thank you, Rhonda. Thank you very much. This has been fun. It has been fun. <laughs>